Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is a Wednesday edition of Dare to be Damien on TalkShoe.com. Taking a small hiatus last week, but I'm back, and I have to admit, I completely suck (laughs) at predicting games lately, because if you've been paying attention to the NFL playoffs, yours truly has been really horrible at picking games. I mean, it's not even about picking the spreads, the point spreads, the over-unders. It's been really bad just picking wins and losses. I was 0-4 during the divisional round. I lost all four games. During the last NFC and AFC championship rounds, I was 0 for 2. So if we go back to the wild card round, it probably is the only time I've actually picked two correct teams where I pick Seattle and I pick Green Bay in the wild card round. After that, I've been 0 for. So you know what? I'm going to stop betting. But if I bet, then that would make me a gambler. But if you bet out there, kids, and remember, gambling is illegal. It's only for entertainment purposes only. So don't go betting your house on my picks because you would be broke right about now. So considering that I'm 0 for my last six, I'm not going to be picking any Super Bowl games. I promise I will not be putting money. I will not be putting anything on this game because it's a battle of two great defenses And one great quarterback. No, I'm not talking about Peyton Manning. I'm talking about Cam Newton. If you followed my show the last couple of weeks, I've been awfully hard on Peyton Manning. Not because I don't like the guy, because he's one of the greatest of all time. That We all know this. What I've had a problem with is the fact that the team didn't trust him enough that they benched him for Brock Osweiler earlier on in the season, right? Because he was injured, he had the plantar fascia tear in his foot, he had the neck and arm issues. Got that. Here's my problem. I've been watching Peyton Manning the last couple of games throw the ball, and he's throwing it like a complete shot put. If you watch his form, he's literally chucking this ball as if the ball weighs 10 pounds. Look, If you've ever thrown a shot put, you have to keep it on your shoulder, and you literally have to kind of shove it with all your might okay it's not something that can easily come out of your hand so if you watch Peyton Manning throw the football recently it looks like he's putting so much effort and so much strength into these throws and the throws aren't even getting six yards down the field that's the disappointing part that's what makes me think the Denver Broncos knew that they couldn't win the Super Bowl or even in these playoffs with the offense they had. They had to rely on their defensive prowess. Now, if you saw the game against the Patriots, forget the two touchdown passes that Peyton Manning threw. Everyone gets lucky once in a while. Even the worst quarterbacks throw throw touchdown passes. You know, Blaine Gabbert, Jamarcus Russells, people like that, they'll get lucky and throw some touchdown passes. 
Now, I'm not comparing Peyton Manning to Jamarcus Russell by any means, but the old Peyton Manning is not coming back anytime soon. What we have right now, what we're seeing on television and what we're watching in the games is just an old Peyton Manning. Not the old Peyton Manning. It's just an old Peyton Manning. A man who struggles to throw the ball more than six yards downfield. A man who has limited athletic ability, who is in known danger of scrambling, is in known danger of pretty much throwing the ball more than 15 yards down the field without flutter balls or, or ducks as they call it. Now, if you've watched, if you watched the last two games, I got to admit, it's pretty sad watching this happen. Watching this vaunted, this, this, this man of men, this cerebral assassin reduced to just this, to whatever he is now. If you want to call him a game manager, that's fine. If you want to call him a second-class QB, look, he's better than Elvis Gerbach back in the day with the Kansas City Chiefs and with the Baltimore Ravens. He's better than Trent Dilfer, who won a Super Bowl with the Baltimore Ravens. He's better than a lot of quarterbacks who have won Super Bowls in the past. Brad Johnson springs to mind from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the uh, the L.A. Raiders. So don't get me wrong. Peyton Manning is a marvel to watch after all these years. But unfortunately, this isn't John Madden football, and we're not getting the Peyton Manning with the 92 arm, you know, the 92 rating of an arm, and the 99 happen. The greats all fade as they get older. But what Peyton Manning has, he has intelligence, he has moxie, as they say, he has... a the will to win in a sense. He's a cagey vet. And I know that term is used a lot. Cagey vet. But honestly. What else does he have? He's got his smarts. He knows the game plan in and out. He knows the offense. If you got that. Along with the staunch defense. And again. If you saw this game. This past game on Sunday. DeMarcus Ware. Just watching the defense. You know. The 20 quarterback hits on Brady. That was impressive. For them to have 20 quarterback hits on Brady. You know what? I, I, I have no words to describe what I saw Tom Brady do. I haven't seen Tom Brady tap dance that much since the 2007 Super Bowl against the Giants when the front four of Strahan, Umanura, uh, Kiwanuka, Tuck, etc. was making his life a living misery. So watching that happen this past Sunday as a non-Patriots fan, as a Giants fan, was was quite enjoyable. And again, you're listening to Dare to be Damien on TalkShoe.com. So I want to give a shout-out to Peyton Manning. I want to give a shout-out to the defense of the Denver Broncos because without them, the Broncos aren't in the Super Bowl. They always say defense wins championships. And lately, you know, in the past happy league of the NFL where even mediocre quarterbacks can throw for 4,000 yards looking at you, Looking at you, Derek Carr, of the Oakland Raiders. Looking at you, Blaine Gabbert, who can come in, who I mentioned earlier, who is a scrubby quarterback. <laughs> the past happy league of the NFL, 4,000 yards is easy for, for typical quarterbacks. But to be able to have a defense that can stop a quarterback, I mean, if you saw Denver's defense, like I said, make Tom Brady's life miserable. You know what's an interesting stat? The leading rusher for the New England Patriots this past weekend was a total of 13 yards, but it wasn't by a running back. It was by Tom Brady. Think about that. 
Tom Feet of Stone Brady led the Patriots with 13 rushing yards. Again, DeMarcus Ware just levying havoc on the team. It, it was a beautiful thing to watch. And I was so I'm so looking forward to the Super Bowl. So I have to give a, a, I have to give credit where credit is due. Plus, you got Von Miller with two and a half sacks. Like I said, 20 quarterback hits of Tom Brady for the team. That was an impressive performance. So you know what? Kudos to the Denver Bronco defense because they're going to have their hands full. And who are they going to have their hands full with, folks? But Cam Newton, Lou Keekley, and the Carolina Panthers. And speaking of the Panthers, I'm going to talk about them in my next segment. I'm going to talk about why I feel the Panthers have a good shot at dismantling this aforementioned Denver defense. Dare to be Damien on TalkShoe.com. Welcome back to DareToBeDamien.com, done in conjunction with the Broadcasters Mentoring Group on TalkShoe.com. Before the break, I was talking about how much kudos and love I'm giving to the Denver Broncos defense. So now I want to switch gears really quick and give some shine to the Carolina Panthers. The quietest 14-1, and I do mean the quietest 14-1 team in NFL history, I mean, I've talked about this with my mentor, Dan Schwartzman of NBC Sports Radio, how before the playoffs began, people were still doubting the Carolina Panthers. They were doubting Cam Newton. They were doubting Luke Keekley and company. Everyone thought the Seahawks would come back out of the, you know, back out of the NFC or maybe the Packers. Shoot, I even picked against them against the Cardinals. I really thought the Arizona Cardinals defense was going to be enough to stifle Kim and company. Until I saw Carson Palmer and realized why I don't like USC quarterbacks. Now, if you know me, you know I'm a Notre Dame fan in terms of college football, so we don't have many quarterbacks to to talk about here. But if you've watched USC quarterbacks, not a lot of them have been successful. You can sit here and tell me that Carson Palmer is a borderline Hall of Famer, which he's not. He looked Horrible. I got a couple of text messages on my phone that night asking, does Carson Palmer know which team he plays for? Does he not wear his contacts? Is he drunk? My personal favorite was he was probably paying, uh, playing for the mob. And it was one of those things where he had to have a bad game or else like Liam Neeson was holding someone in his family hostage. That was the only way I could explain how the heck <laughs> that, that Carson Palmer was so bad. But credit is credit is due to the Carolina Panthers. Ron Rivera, a Latino coach who I'm very proud to say, you know, he is, you know, we a lot of a lot of tributes get given to African American coaches, and deservedly so, who make the Super Bowl like Tony Dungy. Um, but I, I want you know, and Levy Smith with the, with the Bears. But I want to give special uh, credos and kudos to. Ron Rivera, who many thought would be fired a few years ago. Uh, All of a sudden, he started changing his thought process and calling games a few years back and kind of let the, you know, let Cam loose, let Cam Newton loose to just be Cam Newton, to be this hybrid Michael Vick who could actually play quarterback, 
who could be the size of Jamarcus Russell, who could throw laser beams, who's as tough as Ben Roethlisberger, who, who can stand in the pocket, who can run and have mobility, who could put touch on the ball a la Peyton Manning. And, and let's be honest here. The guy's got an infectious personality. Now, I'm not going to sit here and talk about the race, the potential racism with Cam Newton. And, and I've been on social media lately, and the N-word's been dropped by a lot of people in regards to Cam Newton. Look, can we just be happy that this young man has finally matured to the point where he has helped lead his team to a Super Bowl? He may never get back there after this. I mean, Dan Marino only went to one. But let's enjoy that. Let's stop caring about his skin tone. Let's stop caring about the Superman breaking of the shirt, you know, when he he goes from Clark Kent to Superman. Stop that. That's just ancillary stuff. Because if it was a white player doing it, nobody would have a problem. When Luke Keekley does his, his touchdown dance, when he, when he does a pick six, no one says anything. When Carson Palmer starts doing his little strut on the sideline, nobody said anything. So I'm going to leave it there. Just leave that there for y'all. I'm glad to see someone like Cam Newton lead his help to lead his team. By all accounts, he's a good guy on the field. He gives the game balls to children when he scores touchdowns. He's often a pillar in the community with community service. People genuinely find him an endearing person. And again, you're listening to Dare to be Damien on TalkShoe.com, done in conjunction with the Broadcasters Mentoring Group. So how do I think the Panthers can beat the Broncos. Well, to be sure, I'm going to say something that I said last week on my other show, on the Damien Grassi show, where I said that in order for for Denver to beat New England, they had to use ball control. Well, I think for in order for the Panthers to beat Denver, they have to A, tire that defense out, B, Pressure Peyton Manning from here to high wall, move left or right. You got Josh Norman. You got a good corner on one side. You can you can play man press coverage. You could do you can get away with that with someone as good as Josh Norman, with a linebacker as good as Luke Keekley, who's great in coverage. If you've seen Luke Keekley drop back in coverage, he was a linebacker out of Boston College. He's got the goods. You don't hear about him because he's in Carolina. But if you looked on ESPN.com, they ranked all they ranked the top 50 players in this current Super Bowl. He was number one. Luke Keekley was number one, not Cam Newton. So don't be surprised if this turns out to be a, a match of ball control and defense. I think the Panthers have a good shot to tire out the Denver defense. They lost two of their safeties during the last game against New England, so I think that bears watching. But I'm very pleased at the two teams we're getting because it's reminiscent of of old school versus new school in a sense where the young cardiac cats, the Carolina Panthers, are going up against this this veteran squad. I mean, Peyton Manning is, is the stalwart, like I said, of NFL quarterbacks. This could be his last rodeo, as he's put it, uh, as he told Bill Belichick as he walked off the field last Sunday. So that'll be the interesting thing. But we got a whole two weeks before the Super Bowl starts. So we really have a lot to talk about here on Dare to be Demon. So I'm going to switch gears coming up after the break. I'm going to talk about the gift that keeps on giving. And no, I'm not talking about Christmas. No, I'm not talking about the, the Three Kings Day. I'm talking about the Los Angeles Clippers. 
Find out why they're the gift that keeps on giving for me when we come back on Dare to Be Damien on TalkShoe.com. Welcome back to Dare to be Damien on TalkShoe.com in conjunction once again with the Broadcasters Mentoring Group and sponsored this week by the Spectacular Something or Other, also on TalkShoe.com. Look guys, if you're into nerd stuff, nerd behavior, comics, video games and the like, and you want a real lighthearted mentality of dudes who don't sound or act as if they live in their mom's basement, who are just passionate about what they believe in, then tune into the Spectacular Something or Other. You got yours truly on that show. With my team of, of Ro, you got Johnny, you got Stat Girl Amanda, otherwise known as Captain Ahab, AAA, and yours truly, uh, Clark Parker. So give it a listen. We post new episodes every Tuesday. Uh, lately, I've been kind of a guest host because I've been dealing with my own uh, show and other things. But give them a shout. They're the ones paying for my show this week. So I'm giving them free airplug and free airtime. So again, that's the Spectacular Something or Other. On Twitter, you can reach them at HMS Spectacular. You can listen to them here on TalkShoe.com. Search Spectacular Something or Other on TalkShoe. And they're the second one down in the choice box. So back to why the Clippers are the gift that keeps on giving to me. So they're the team that made Vive V. Striviano famous for being a mistress to a slumlord who was then exiled from owning his NBA team because he was a racist who then had his wife, who he wasn't divorced from, say she was going to stand by her husband and not let them sell the team, them being the NBA, sell the team off to billionaire Steve Ballmer, which they inevitably did. The NBA allowed the sale to go down for billions upon billions of dollars. I believe it's $2.5 billion. That is the team that keeps on giving. A former racist owner, now owned by a tech mogul, the former racist owner had a, had a mistress, he also had a wife, had to sell the team. Because the league kind of said, yeah, you're outwardly racist. That's bad P- PR. You you got to go. The Clippers in their long, I don't want to say luxurious history, have made a plethora of bad draft picks. You know, no disrespect to Danny Manning, Charles Smith, and the like, but not exactly the world beaters. Uh, Elvin, what was it, Elgin Baylor, being the longtime general manager, who was as inept as they could be because of the owner they had. Now, flash forward now, we have Doc Rivers as the coach. You got DeAndre Jordan. You got Blake Griffin, J.J. Redick, Jamal Crawford, CP3, Chris Paul. You, you got a good nucleus, so you'd think. This team has not gotten out of the second round of the NBA playoffs since CP3, Chris Paul, came to the Clippers. So think about that for a minute. Their superstar, as I put it in quotes, Blake Griffin, what is he, does he still have a 15-foot jump shot? Does he have that yet? Or is he still just doing alley-oops? Yeah, he's in the Kia commercials. Yeah, Chris Paul is in the State Farm commercials. And now so is DeAndre Jordan in a blonde wig. 
You know, the Clippers gave us DeAndre Gate when he was going to sign with the Mavericks, and then he was barricaded by his Clippers teammates because he had a change of heart and didn't want to be, supposedly didn't want to leave LA and didn't want to be the man, quote unquote, for Dallas. So then you had the emoji war, and then now they have Paul Pierce. They just got rid of Josh Smith because everyone loves a good Josh Smith story. Uh, back to uh, Houston. So now news comes out that Blake Griffin, in all his wisdom, decides to cold clock a, I, I believe it's an equipment team staff member. Last Friday at a restaurant in Toronto. Now, I don't know about Toronto. I've been there a few times, and I've never even once thought Toronto to have that kind of behavior. But man, if people are getting getting the two-piece in a biscuit <laughs> in, in Toronto, maybe maybe I need to go back and see what I missed because... Really? Really? You're out to dinner and you slug a dude who's supposedly your friend. Now, unless it's something about like a Derek, you know, a Derek Fisher, Matt Barnes situation where somebody slept with somebody's ex-wife. And if it was the Clippers, I wouldn't be surprised. Mind you, who did Matt Barnes play for last year? The Clippers. So now, Blake Griffin, he of the no championship rings, five all-star appearances, all the Kia commercials, who was out with a torn quad all these weeks, will now miss four to six weeks <laughs> with a broken hand for knocking the guy out. I really can't make this up. So here you have this basketball team who supposedly is try- is supposed to be a contender right, for the NBA title. But let's face facts. The people coming out of the West are either Golden State or San Antonio. The Clippers are not, I repeat, are not coming out of the Western Conference this year in the NBA playoffs, okay? In the West, it's a three-team race. It's going to be Golden State, it's going to be the Spurs, and it's going to be Oklahoma City. One of those three teams is coming out the West, and if you saw the beatdown that the Warriors put on the Spurs the other day, I might want to rethink this Spurs pick, but I digress. Thank you, L.A. Clippers. Thank you for once again proving that just because you're in L.A., just because you're in a big market, and just because for all these years now that the Lakers are now the second citizens in the Staples Center, you still manage to be the redheaded stepchild. The Lakers are a lottery moribund franchise at this point, playing, playing out the string for Kobe's last season, and the Clippers still are the bigger joke. Think about that. And again, you're listening to Dare to be Damien on TalkShoe.com. Think about that. The Lakers are in the midst of their worst two-year run in a long time. But the Clippers are worse PR-wise. I'd rather have a scrubby team, but you know what? The, the team keeps its nose clean in a sense. But as the Clipper turns, is developing into one of my best reality shows. I mean, I don't watch it any reality shows anymore, but <laughs> I think I'll tune into NBA TV to see what kind of nonsense the Clippers are going to get into this week. It's like a sitcom that keeps on giving. So sadly, Blake Griffin, you will not be missed by yours truly. I'm not a Clippers fan. I'm a New York Knicks fan, but I'm a basketball fan. And once again, the Clippers prove that they are the gift that keeps on giving. From Donald Sterling to V. Striviano to Blake Griffin, to DeAndre Jordan, and DeAndre Gate, to now. Thanks, Clippers, for being the most entertaining 
second tier team in all of basketball. I want to keep the basketball thing going in my last segment. I referenced it earlier about a three team race coming out of the Western Conference. So in my next segment, I'm going to start talking a little bit more NBA because you know that's like my second love at this point. So I want I want you to come back, listen in again, dare to be Damien Talkshoe.com. You can hit me up on at Dare to be Damien on Twitter. You can hit me up on my email address, Damien underscore Gracia at hotmail.com. Send me your send me your show topics. Send me any debates you potentially have. Am I being too hard on the Clippers? Am I making fun of Peyton Manning too much? What do you think is going to happen in the Super Bowl? Please feel free. Shoot me an email. Shoot me a tweet. I love to read this stuff. We come back. More NBA talk. I'm going to start talking about the Eastern Conference. But not exactly what you think I'm going to talk about. Dare to be Damien Talkshoe.com. Welcome back to Dare to be Damien Talkshoe.com. Now I'm going to start talking a little bit about the Eastern Conference in basketball as you heard me wax poetically about the Los Angeles Clippers and a little bit about the Golden State Warriors, the San Antonio Spurs, and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, if you're like me and you like to watch the artistry of the game, it's fun stuff. What I don't find fun is when I'm watching the dregs of basketball, such as the Philadelphia 76ers, or even a team who has been so disappointing in the Washington Wizards, I do like to see up-and-coming teams. The Orlando Magic spring to mind. Kemba Walker's improvement with the Charlotte Hornets. The New York Knicks and Chris Dapps Porzingis, as well as Carmelo Anthony, finally developing into a more all-around player where he can average 22 and 7 boards and 5 assists. Granted, they're not winning a lot, but when your top two players are Melo Porzingis and your third best player is Aaron Aflalo, you got some learning to do. I mean, Derek Williams has shown some flashes, but they don't have that second star because I've, I'm not going to call Porzingis a star just yet. He hasn't earned that right. This is more like a larger sample set of insanity. Now, do I think Porzingis is capable of evolving into an all-star caliber player? Hey, it's only up to him. He's got the skills. It's up to whether or not he wants to get to that point. But I'm not here to talk about the Knicks. I'm here to talk about, really quick, I'm going to address the Cleveland Cavaliers and the firing of David Blatt. Now, it was reported a lot last season that David Blatt was was pretty much on his walking papers anyway. They didn't want him to begin with. Because remember, if you if you pay attention, Cleveland signed Blatt to be the coach before LeBron told them he was coming back from Miami. So LeBron had no say on the, in the coach. Kyrie Irving was probably the only one now, if you know David Blatt's history, overseas, he's always coached these young teams, the, 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 these up-and-coming teams, and he's been a little bit of an old-school coach with the mind with a highway philosophy, which I've talked about ad nauseum, doesn't always work, but it may work with younger players, especially in collegiate, collegiate settings, overseas settings. When you have multi-millionaires, you can't pull that whole it's my way, the highway stuff. Tom Coughlin learned that in football. He had to switch up his style. So David Blatt, think about this. Thought he was coming to a team that had Tristan Tristan Thompson, Anthony Bennett, Kyrie Irving, and Andrew Wiggins. Young players. All young players. But then you turn around, Kevin Love, you got LeBron James, you got J.R. Smith, you got Iman Shumpert, Tiff, uh, Timothy Mozgov, Varijal. You have all these veteran players. 
So here you have this rookie coach, and I know there are certain situations where rookie coaches are can handle coaching in the pros. Look at what Billy Donovan right now is doing with Oklahoma City. But Billy Donovan has coached NBA caliber talent in college as coach of the Florida Gators. So don't let that don't let that be the same thing as the David Blatt hiring. Now, did they do David Blatt wrong? Yes, I believe the Cleveland Cavaliers did do David Blatt wrong. He's going to get his money regardless. He's going to get another chance in the NBA down the road. I think he'll go overseas. He'll be he'll be where what's comfortable unless someone knocks him out of the park to to coach a young team. Tyron Lue. He has supposedly been the coach in waiting for a long time now. Various stops. Atlanta, now with Cleveland. Now from what I've read, and if you follow this, apparently the first choice to coach the Cavs once LeBron came back was Mark Jackson after he was let go by Golden State. That was who he wanted to be the next head coach. But when realized, wait, we're not getting Mark Jackson to be the coach? Oh, okay then. Well, who's next? Tyron Lue. Why is Ty Lue the head coach now? Apparently, he has good rapport with the players. During timeouts and during team huddles, the players would report to him. Again, he's been in the league before. He played for the Lakers. He was that pest that Allen Iverson couldn't shake during the finals that one year. It's The jury's still out as to whether or not he's going to be a good coach. But I, I really need to point the finger of doom at the Cleveland Cavaliers, the, the, the Damian Headshake of Doom, like really, the face palm. If you really expect that LeBron James had nothing to do being fired, because you know, LeBron James is still technically on a one-year deal. He can opt out after this year. So if David Blatt was going to be around for another season, you really think that Dan Gilbert, with all the money he makes for having LeBron around, You don't think he thought about that? Like, oh, wait, my cash cow isn't happy with the coach. He makes me more money. I got to go with the hand that makes me more money. It's it's a standard business practice. You go with who makes you more profit. LeBron James makes more profit for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Real simple. So apparently David Blatt had to go. That's fine. But I'm tempted to see if LeBron opts out after this year. If the Cleveland Cavaliers don't make it to the NBA Finals. And it's looking like a pretty watered-down Eastern Conference. Kind of hoping the Chicago Bulls and get healthy. You know, they lost Noah to a separated shoulder, a dislocated shoulder. Derrick Rose still hasn't found himself. Paul Gasol looks every bit as 34-35 as he is right now. So it's looking as if it's going to be the Cleveland Cavaliers in a runaway. Maybe the Pacers if they can gel. Uh, but that's about it. But do I believe Cleveland's going to win the title this year? No. I I honestly believe it's coming out of the West. It's either going to be, like I said, Oklahoma City, or it's going to be San Antonio, or it's going to be more than likely the Golden State Warriors on a repeat. Because the way the games are being played now, we have three teams in the West that could conceivably win 60 games. We have two teams in the West that could win 70 games, potentially, if if the way the season plays out. Think about that. The Spurs just got waxed by 20-some-odd points. And they're still the second-best team in the NBA. It's not even close. Cleveland's nowhere near the echelon 
of what these teams are. And now you have Tyron Lue saying he wants to play small ball. He wants to play fast. He wants to play loose, sort of like the like the 10 seconds or less mentality. That's fine and all, but he even said it. The team's not in shape to be able to play that way. So what's really made me interested to listen and to listen to the interviews and watch the Cleveland Cavaliers play basketball recently is hearing <laughs> hearing Tyron Lue say they're not in shape to play the way he wants to play. Shouldn't NBA players' jobs kind of coincide with being in shape? I mean, that's just me. Uh, you know, they're great athletes. NBA players are great athletes. But if you're not in shape to play basketball, what does that say about your team makeup? Then again, what does that say about David Blatt and his coaching practices? In the Eastern Conference, you don't have a lot of running gun, te- running gun teams. You don't have it like out in the Western Conference where, you know, the Golden State Warriors are taking like three-pointers from 10 feet beyond the three-point arc. But I'll be interested to see what happens with them. I'm interested to see what happens with the three teams I mentioned, with Golden State, with Oklahoma City, with the San Antonio Spurs. Oh, Also, quick shout-out to, to DeMarcus Cousins for putting up, what was it, 56 points recently? In a loss, mind you. That's why I don't really care about it. But you know what? The guy is an all-star, all-world talent. He's very emotional. He just needs to be around a place where he can harness that. And maybe he'll never get there. Because that was the big knock on DeMarcus Cousins coming out of Kentucky. Is that he couldn't harness all his emotion and his feeling and his energy. So maybe he can do that. Hopefully he can do that. I'm looking forward for the rest of the NBA season. I mean, toward the rest of the NBA season. I got two weeks before the Super Bowl, so there won't be a lot of football talk from me. You'll probably get a little hot stove stuff, and and I'm going to comment on the the Cespedes signing of the with the New York Mets or re-signing with the New York Mets. Uh, if you haven't been paying attention, Ionis Cespedes has re-signed with the New York Mets for three years at seventy-five million dollars with a one-year opt-out clause, which I will cover in a future episode. I know I didn't talk about the Ben McAdoo signing to be the Giants head coach like I wanted to do previously. It's been talked about. I'm really not going to get into details. I was happy that's who they picked. Now the time is set in. I don't really know how I feel about it now. But as we get closer to next football season, I will address that. But I will talk a little New York Mets in my next episode. So stay tuned for that. Again, Dare to be Damien. Hit me up on Twitter at Dare to be Damien. You can hit me up, Damien underscore Gracia at Hotmail.com. Send me your tweets. Send me your topic ideas. Send me your show ideas. Send me your debate questions, especially what I'm talking about now in relation to the NBA. What are your thoughts on the Cleveland Cavaliers firing David Blatt? What are your thoughts on me saying there's no one in the Eastern Conference that can compare to the Western Conference? What is your thoughts on the New York Knicks? Can they make a run at the 7th or 8th seed this year? Are they on the uptake besides just having Carmelo and Porzingis with some cap space next season? Again, Damien underscore Gracia, Hotmail.com. Dare to be Damien on Twitter. Thank you for listening once again. Dare to be Damien on TalkShoe.com. Brought to you this week again by the spectacular something or other. Also on TalkShoe.com. See you next week, guys. Rusev Udria. Rusev Machka.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.